Ben, good evening. Good evening, Andrew Skaggs. Commissioner Andrew Skaggs, how are you? <laughs> hey, Ben, how are you? I'm good. I'm here. I've just thrown six picks in Madden. Um, yeah, good. not good. Harrison Smith has four of them. Okay. Um, and is this I a franchise? Hate, or? This is a franchise. I have Dak, your quarterback. This is like Madden 20, so it's pretty old school. Um, but, yeah, not going well. Not going well at all. All right, so Madden 20 is old school, so what are they on now, 22? I think that 22 comes out here – or 22 has come out, yes. Got you. All right. Yeah, and, yeah, you know how it goes. And, you know, what's nice, Ben, is that the producers liked us so much they actually brought us back for a second episode. You know, that's not always guaranteed. That's what I've heard. The executives high up really made this decision. Um, and it was it was a, it was a tough one for them to be honest with you from what I heard inside sources, um, <laughs> but they heard that William was going to come on this week, and That's they were true. like, "Okay, uh, we're definitely going to have to stick around for week two and see what happens." I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, I think we all are. End of the podcast here. We got some good questions lined up. He brought some stuff he wants to talk about. We're going to be a little bit more formatted today, Ben. Um, kind of get into a routine as the weeks go on. A little bit of freestyle on week one. Um, yeah. But before we we're kind regimented, of get into the we're, regi- we're, reg- we're regimented guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're organized. We've been working hard on this Google Doc here. Uh, before, before we get into things, Ben, describe to me the feeling at, assuming you were in Pacific time, at 9.55 a.m. Pacific time this past Sunday. Oh, man. How were you feeling? There was a lot going on in my head. Um, there was fancy football, there was gambling, there was Seahawks, um, and just NFL as a whole. I mean, like my brain was going in so many different directions that, um, I was just thrilled to be back though. You know, did you hit the pen plenty of times to remain calm? I did. I did. I ended up going over to a buddy's house and watching the second slate of games later on um, and still hit the pen there. Um, The Seahawks game, I was honestly worried. Sorry, just a quick Seahawks tangent. I know everyone hates this. You know, know, I know we got a bunch of 12s here in the group. Um, You know, I was really worried going to that game. Well, not really worried, but I was worried that they were going to make it difficult as usual. Um, But that was kind of a wire-to-wire win, and – Never flipped out at all, which was nice. So let's uh, let's go ahead and parlay that topic into the first segment of the week, Ben. And uh, to our Absolutely. listeners, welcome to Dynasty Kings Podcast Week 2. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Today uh, is Wednesday. We Today is Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, we are recording this on a Wednesday. Yep, we'll get it out here. I like to, you know, I like to give our listeners a date, you know, just to make sure they know yeah. what, what, you know. Uh, yeah. It could be at any time, 7.06 exactly. time, 6.06 Pacific. Exactly. exactly. Um, we're going to introduce a lot of sponsors uh, this week. That's definitely a big uh, addition mm-hmm. to the week two version. So we're going to start with the Taco Bell takeaway of the week. And this isn't necessarily <laughs> from a fantasy perspective. This is just like, yo, we just watched a bunch of football. This is my biggest takeaway from the week. This is what stood out to me, whatever it may be. 
You were just talking about the Seahawks. I promise you guys this isn't going to be a whole Seahawks segment. But, Ben, go ahead with your Taco Bell takeaway of the week. Um, well, you know, NFC West goes 4-0, NFC North goes 0-4. Um, I think there's a bunch of storylines within those two divisions that are huge. Rodgers being diabolical is one of them. I would love to see that. And, um, and Ben, for those yes. of us that went to the University of Arizona, can you define what diabolical means? Um, yeah, absolutely. Diabolical means that Aaron Rod. well, to me, Aaron Rodgers could be tanking this season. Um, he could yeah. be sticking it to the man within the Packers organization. That being um, Mark Murphy, I think, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Joe uh, thinks otherwise, but I'm in that camp. I'm thinking that Rodgers is here to be Diabolical and uh, sabotage this team. But there's so many other storylines within this division. Um, Justin Fields had a couple of plays within that on that Bears team. When will he start? Um, is the Kirk Cousins era over in Minnesota? I don't know. Things like that, you know, excite me. Uh, the The Lions came back against uh, the 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 Niners, um, and after being down forty one to thirteen, I think. So you know, they they fought. Uh, and then on the mean on the other side, you have the NFC West going four and zero, and all the teams looking really damn good. Absolutely. Well put. Well, what I would Thank say you. is, uh, yeah, no problem, Ben. My Taco Bell takeaway of the week uh, would be a focus on some of the young quarterbacks. Now, I'm pretty outspoken as, as, as the fact that I'm so over Brady. Thank God Brady's retired. Philip sure. Rivers is gone. All due respect yeah. to these guys, honestly. I don't necessarily dislike any of them particularly, but I kind of want a changing of the guard. And it certainly happened to a certain extent with, with Mahomes, um, you know, kind of taking reign as the best player in the league. But it was just really nice to see some of the young quarterbacks in the league thrive, uh, whether it was guys coming back from injury like Dak on Thursday night, who looked great. Uh, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. there was a lot of question marks in Cincinnati as to how he would look uh, coming off that knee injury. They looked really solid. Obviously, who knows how good the Vikings are. Justin Herbert looked great last year, looked great week one. He's here to stay. Jalen Hurts, a lot of question marks. Looked really solid. Again, not a great Atlanta opponent, but still, I think there's reason for optimism in Philly. Kyler Murray absolutely balling for Arizona. Sam Darnold against his old team looking a little bit better with Carolina. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a one-game sample That's size. But let's, let's see where that progresses. So just – and, you know, plenty of quarterbacks who – young quarterbacks who played well in a loss. Guys like Lamar Jackson uh, comes to mind first. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, just kind of that, that young group of quarterbacks that's all, you know, 28 or under, whatever the age is. Some of them are super young. Um, and I just, it excites me kind of changing in the guard from the Brady regime down to these, uh, these younger guys. So that's, that's my uh, biggest takeaway. It's a good point. The league's in good hands. Let me tell you, the league is in good hands. I would agree. And we got some mobile quarterbacks, you know, I don't mind the guys that can run around a little bit. So really nice mm-hmm. to see that. We're going to jump <clears throat> right into the dynasty Kings fantasy football league after a long off season of talk and, and drafts and all that good stuff. We finally have results to discuss. So we're just going to run through real quick, Ben, the scores. Uh, we'll highlight Absolutely. the game of the week uh, right after we do that. But just so everyone listening kind of has the scores fresh in their mind. Uh, at the top, we've got Skaggs Island, 142 points versus the Darren Narwhals, Narwhalers, 111. That's a win for Andrew over Zach. Uh, the Lamarvelous Llamas. I might, might learn how to pronounce that by the time this podcast is over. Uh, 118. Tongue twister. To 116 and a half for Moz Meatloaf. That was Bosco over Nick. 
The uh, Golden Bandits, managed by Anthony Ferenzi, 146. That was the high of the week. Uh, over William Sale, our guest later this evening, 136.5. Very valiant effort in the loss. Mm-hmm. All Mahomes ball, 135 and a half. Rob just keeps churning out wins. Victory over Scott's Tots, 101.5. Truly amazing. Uh, the toilet. What ended up being the toilet bowl of the week was Bellify Island, 84. The Center Hill football team, 57. And lastly, we've got Bees Nuts. That's 125.5. Nice revival from Dan week one uh, over yours truly, not myself, but you, Ben, the Ohio State, 81.5. So those are the results. And we wanted to highlight the Geico game of the week. We want to thank Geico for making the best commercials out there. Uh, And that's going to be the Bosco versus Nick matchup. And again, we want to apologize for not highlighting that matchup last weekend or last week when we recorded the podcast, completely slipped our mind. We didn't write that down on the sheet team. That's definitely built to contend should be interesting. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if we remember this game correctly, again, it was a one and one and a half point victory for Bosco. And I want to say Bosco finally took the lead for good in the fourth quarter of the Monday night game on a Lamar Jackson rush. I looked up the uh, kind of the game log a little bit. It looked like he had a 28-yarder. That would be my guess. I know ultimately he fumbled in overtime, so that made it even closer. Anyway, that was our game of the week. Uh, any thoughts on that matchup, Ben? Uh, just two thoughts. First of all, thank you for Geico for sponsoring this. We're not progressive. Um, they are a shit fucking company, and no one should ever be with them. Uh, secondly, uh, yeah, no, great game. These are two serious contenders. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do this season and I think in the playoffs, honestly, as long as their teams stay healthy, knock on some wood, you know. Um, but, yeah. yes, apologies to Stein, as by the way, last week for uh, not mentioning his squad. Um, he did – he did – he did uh, – he, he's merit worth mentioning. Oh, absolutely. And talk about a team that has already been impacted by injuries a little bit. Etienne in the <laughs> preseason, Gallup in week one. Obviously, his injury is yeah. not that lengthy, but there's some injuries there. Uh, but, yeah, certainly a matchup I think we can see again in the playoffs. They do play again in the regular season, week 12. Um, so that'll probably have some serious playoff implications on that one. We know Bosco's built a strong contender over the course of the years here, uh, really improved that team from the initial draft. Um, and so, yeah, that was our game of the week. We're going to move on to week one superlatives. So it's just kind of a random set of different things that caught our eye. Um I'll start, and and the first one we're going to do with superlatives is best start. And for me, this was Dan Pilger starting Brian Edwards. And what I was looking for when I looked at best start, just a guy who was maybe a little bit under the radar, Mm -hmm. you know, took took Hones to put into the starting lineup, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for Dan, and I know that didn't take place against your team, Ben, but uh, Brian Edwards went ahead and threw him in the flex. You know, kind of an unknown. I know a lot of people have talked about how the Raiders like him, maybe even more than Henry Ruggs. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know, remains to be seen until you actually saw him on the field. Four catches, 81 yards. Uh, had it not been for that review, he would have scored the game-winning touchdown and had an even bigger game in overtime there. But anyway, that's going to be my start of the week. I looked for a guy that basically was a little bit unheralded, uh, helped a team to victory this week. There wasn't necessarily a single start that, you know, pushed someone over yeah. the edge in terms of winning. Totally. Um, but yeah. we're going to go with Brian Edwards as the best start for me. What about you, Ben? I like that. I like that. Um, I'm a man. I can admit when I'm wrong, or I was wrong, however you want to say it. But Jamal Williams, Rob's running back, uh, put up a strong 20 points this week, was a PPR stud with like eight catches or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I, I that's all I can say. Rob Rob started a great guy this week and uh, paid off pretty well. He scored one more point than uh, DeAndre Swift, who he played against. So that's big time for him. Yep, that's a huge win, absolutely. Um, and look, you know, the reality is Rob knows how to identify that one running back that's going to slot into that running back position and, and get production. Um, he even actually texted me this weekend saying, tell me I need a running back, Skaggs. And I said, I wouldn't tell you that, Rob. You know what you're doing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, but, it should be it should be me that you're texting, not Rob, not Andrew. I was the one. Yeah. Uh, Rob did admit he fell asleep halfway through last week's podcast, not because of under- porn, just well, fucking and you know the whole deal. That's understandable. But, Rob's a busy guy, you know. Yeah, very. He's back in Denver, though. I'm happy about that. I get to see him for the first time in like a month. Should be a good time. Love um. That. We're going to move on to the other end of the spectrum, Ben, the worst sit. So, again, this is going to be an individual player, a poor decision effectively to sit them. Now, Williams' quote on this situation in the group text, I've made some pretty bad mistakes in fantasy, unforgivable mistakes. Today ranks pretty high up there. And what William was describing there is that he left Debo Samuel on the bench Nine catches, 189 yards, one touchdown, 28.5 fantasy points. He did go with his first-round draft pick, number fifth overall, Elijah Moore, in the starting lineup. He had one catch for negative three yards. That would be 0.5 fantasy points. That was a 28-point difference. Bill lost his matchup by 9.5. Therefore, starting Debo Samuel gets him on the board with a win. That's, that's, that's tough. Pull to swallow. That's tough. Uh, you honestly probably took the only one this weekend. Uh, I on, I looked around quite a bit, and I couldn't really lot. find another people one. Yeah, they really. That's what I'm saying. Um, and also, there's not a whole lot of injuries yet. I feel like so people are still, you know, they have their starting lineup, so they don't have to really flex around quite yet. Um, so I just I I don't like answering with me, but you know, Jameis is sitting on my bench with 30 points. Um, not that it would have won me the game or anything like that, but hey, that hurts a little bit. Seeing James on the bench for 30. Points matter. Points matter, man. You just never know. You know, when you're going to be battling for that six seed tiebreaker, you know, every point counts. Exactly. I, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I think my tech, the, the, my team's going to be a lot like the Houston Texans this year, just fighting for every single just game possible. Yeah. And they, you know, came out swinging in week one. I was impressed with their performance. Now, here's, here's the question I would ask we're you. We're a team. Did you consider starting Jameis over Lawrence at any point? I did. I did a little bit. I did a little yeah. bit, yeah. I think I had Jameis even in there for a little bit. Um, but I thought of my, I thought to myself, man, uh, Jair Alexander, the Green Bay defense, isn't that bad. Um, yeah. And Houston's defense is not supposed to be that good. So, I mean, the reality is, Ben, one of those quarterbacks threw for 300 plus yards and the other threw for 150. But one of them, that's true. That's <laughs> that's the yeah, thing. So you weren't fully yeah. wrong, but yeah, and I will say this Trevor Lawrence ended up with 20 points, so it's not like it's a bad deal. And he, he yeah. ended up bouncing back in the second half, so not a huge deal. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, we'll have better answers later on in later weeks for that kind of sort of thing. Absolutely, as we find our groove here. So, that's the best start. We're set. Uh, The next segment would be, the next superlative, I should say, is the eye-opening performance of the week. Still looking for a sponsor there, so if you know any companies uh, with the first letter E, that's always helpful. 
Uh, Eye-opening performance of the week. This is an individual player. This does not necessarily need to be a match. Most of the ones that we highlighted certainly were. That's someone that was just like, wow, okay. Like it either confirmed what you might have thought about them or just opened your eyes, quite frankly. So for me, my we'll do one star and then one honorable mention. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, caught my eye this weekend, Ben. He's got such an interesting narrative around him. I mean, he's in his year in the NFL. And we're talking about a guy that's undersized, was drafted for baseball, you know, wasn't even sure what his football career would look like, wins the Heisman, gets drafted first mm-hmm. overall. There's MVP talk from day one. I mean, not that he was going to win it as a rookie, but with what Lamar Jackson did, with what Mahomes did, people have truly been expecting, like, MVP caliber performance. Like, as sure. early as last year, people were talking about it a lot. I'm like, this dude is in his second season. Like, give him a little bit of time. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was just really nice to, to see him come out. They played a good team, or at least sweat team in the Titans. He went 21 to 32, 289 yards passing, four TDs, one pick, uh, and then carried the ball five times, 20 yards, and a touchdown, 33 fantasy points. They've got a million weapons there in Arizona. They've definitely got an exciting team. We'll see, you know, if the defense holds up, the coaching, things like that. Um, But it was just like another kind of eye-opening reminder of, like, Kyler Murray's really good at football, and I think he's going to have a long career in the NFL. Very good. And then quick honorable mention, my boy Dak Prescott – I truly didn't know what to expect. Last time we saw him on a football field, he shattered his leg. And he comes out against the Super Bowl champs, one of the best defenses in the league, 42 of 58, 403 yards, three nope. TDs, one one pick, carried the ball four times. Obviously didn't look quite as fast as he might have been in the past, and I'm sure they don't want him to be running a whole lot, 30 fantasy points. Anyway, he just looked really crisp. Obviously not Good story, though. Perfect, Great but, story, you know. Um, Great story. But just nice to see that, you know, the worst the, yeah. the worst thing you want to see is someone has a serious injury like that, and then they come back the next year and all of a sudden yeah. it looks completely different. Um, yeah. And so, you know, kind of like a Carson Wentz type of situation. Nah, Dak, Dak is for sure a stud, no doubt. Who opened um, your eyes this week, Ben? Uh, I think one guy that really opened my eyes and may have surprised a lot of people was Jalen Hurts. Uh, great stat line this week, 27 for 35, 264. Three touchdowns, seven carries for 62 yards, 28 fantasy points. Um, I know it's not a great, it's not against a great Falcons team, um, but when you throw for uh, three touchdowns, uh, no picks, no fumbles, and you have 62 yards on the ground, and your uh, completion percentage is over uh, 75%, I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little honorable mention here. I know you're going to hate this one. Half the league is probably going to hate this one. <laughs> I know he's not a great guy. I understand that. But he looks great. He looks like he might be back. Uh, Antonio Brown, five catches, 121 yards, touchdown, seven targets, um, 20 and a half fantasy points. Uh, yeah, man. I, I know that's that that whole offense is loaded. But, hey, if he can you know, average five he's catches, 100 though. yards per game, he I mean, is – he looks – he looks different again, too. He looks like he's back. You know what I'm saying? He looks that speed, that wiggle, that those hands, just the athleticism. It just looks like it's back, man. So, yeah. hey, that's and a former, that that's a former, that's a former member of the Ohio State, uh, yeah. and we wish him well. Yep, he definitely impressed me as much as I don't like him. Um, and Cowherd made kind of a good point with regards to the Bucks offense. They have kind of like a one of everything type of thing. You know, between they do. Brown as the shifty route runner, Godwin the same reliable, 
Evans, the big catch guy, Gronk's your prototypical tight end, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. They got the running backs. I mean, they're still the biggest frauds, the most overrated team in the league, but, you know, they got a decent win on week one. Um, then we're going to move on to the Grey Goose Egg of the Week. <laughs> the Grey Goose Egg of the Week. Uh, this segment <laughs> is, is sponsored by Grey Goose Vodka. Um, despite the fact that they Yum. advertise themselves as being like a fancier version of vodka, there's literally no way to make vodka not taste like shit. Grey Goose is awful, but we thank you for, for your sponsorship. So I scanned the six matchups that we had across the league, and there were two players in starting lineups that scored zero fantasy points. Uh, first and foremost was Brandon Ayuk on Zach's team play, playing against me, which was lovely to see. Zero catches, zero targets, zero yards, zero points. An absolute goose egg there. And then on Anthony's and now in the doghouse too, by the way. In the doghouse, see that he's yeah, he's in the doghouse now. By the way, I know I know Debo, you know, got loose. <coughs> Shanahan was saying that uh, until he proves himself, he won't be seeing a whole lot of playing time. Interesting. All right, so something to keep an eye on. Uh, the other one's Mike Gesicki on Anthony's team. Uh, Anthony did score the most points this week, did get a victory. Yeah. That was zero catches, two targets. So at least he was, you know, somewhat on the stat sheet. Zero yards, zero points. Uh, and we also wish it. Mike Gesicki well, uh, well as well uh, from the Ohio State as a former member as well. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We wish everyone the best. A quick honorable mention, technically not a Kusig. Uh, shout, shout out. <laughs> Ramon was he the, had was negative he one the point only one, points. Was he the only one to score negative points this week in the lineup? The only one that I saw. I think the other closest okay. was the point five points by uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Which yeah, and Ramondre Stevenson. Yards. Yeah, and Ramondre Stevenson is now in the doghouse as well because he had two yeah. carries and one fumble. So yeah, he probably will not be touching the ball for quite a while. Yeah. So, yeah. And then last last little superlative that we wanted to give out before we rack up wrap up week one, move on to week two for a little preview action. Uh, the Al Davis Just Win Baby Award. Uh, this is essentially going to be designed for anyone that gets an ugly victory. There's probably not always going to be a candidate for this week. Uh, but that's going to go to Bellify Island. Uh, again, he beat Travis 84 to 57. Uh, if my math is correct, that's a 27-point victory. And that's despite a combined three points from Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, two of his very best players. That is extremely, extremely rare when you get that kind of production from your starting cornerback yeah. and your best running back. Still win a game. Joe's 84 points would have lost to nine of the 11 teams this week, um, other than Travis and yourself were the only two teams that he uh, he surpassed. But you know what the reality is, Ben? It's just about W's and L's, and he started the season with a W, so it true. matter how ugly it true. was. True. Absolutely. All Shout right. out to Joe. Shout out to Joe. Great guy. Um, we're going to look forward to week two, and we're, we're going to start with the brand new addition to the Dynasty Kings, the Fab Recap, free agent auction budget, I believe. And just a quick run through of what took place. Took a little screenshot from my phone. The Golden Bandits. Uh, Anthony bid $15 to pick up Dalton Schultz, dropped Kyle Rudolph. Those are both tight ends for those unfamiliar. The LaMarvelous Llamas bid $11 and added KJ Osborne, receiver from the Vikings, who I'd imagine no one had heard of before this weekend. You probably did, Ben. But uh, he dropped Devontae Freeman, uh, you know, practice squad running back for the, the Ravens, I believe, at the moment. Yeah, Bill sure, Jeff, tough. $8 on David Njoku dropped Chris Herndon, both tight ends. Centerfell football team, $5 on Trent Sherfield. 
receiver of the Niners, dropped Traquan Smith, receiver of New Orleans, who was on the IR. And lastly, Moz Meatloaf spent $0, but did add Larry Roundtree the third. And it sounds like that is your fabulous addition of the week, Ben. Larry Roundtree. I think when you can, yeah, when you can spend $0 um, on a backup running back on any team in the league at this point, especially with a running back on the Chargers who is notoriously often hurt, Austin Eckler, this is a steal, man. This is an absolute steal. Uh, he's also a rookie, um, so who knows? He could stick around for a while on this team for Mosmi Love. And has he taken over the backup job for, say, like a Justin Jackson? or Justin Jackson, yeah, he has. Guy? He has, because I picked up Justin Jackson, and I realized, hey, oh. he's getting he's getting one carry for five yards. Larry Roundtree's getting, like, nine carries for whatever, you know? There you have it. I did, I did remember early in that red zone window that it showed a nice run of his. That's the only thing I know yeah. about him. Um, my fabulous edition of the week is going to be Dalton Schultz, the guy who was bidded on uh, the highest, if you will, by Anthony, $15. I did put in a, a bid for Dalton Schultz, and it was for $0. So mm. I was a little short on that one. Um, I did jokingly say I'd put my whole 100 in for him. But uh, sure. I just I just like the player. Um, I know Blake Jarwin's there. They certainly threw the ball a bit more to Dalton Schultz. I don't know if Jarwin's more of the blocking type. And Rico Gallup. Gathers is there. <laughs> two for two on Rico Gathers mentioned. Fired <laughs> up on that. That's a huge theme of the Dynasty podcast. Shouts Baylor basketball. Um, exactly. But Mark Vital now. Mark Vital. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't actually know if that's how it's pronounced. But I think with the Gallup injury, though, I think Schultz becomes a little bit more interesting, at least in the intermediate. Obviously, if something happens to Jarwin, sure. definitely a big boost. I mean, quite frankly, I don't expect Dallas to throw 60 times a week. I think they purely didn't no. run the ball because of Tampa's defense, but yeah. still worth uh, worth a pickup. So nicely done, Anthony. And then quick look ahead to the week two matchups. We'll have a, uh, a matchup of the week, but... We've got Scott's Tots versus Skaggs Island. That's 0-1 versus 1-0. Uh, our Michelob Ultra matchup of the week, which we're going to do in just a moment, the Golden Bandits versus La Marvelous Llamas, the only matchup of 1-0 teams in week two. Uh, Maz Meatloaf versus All Mahomes Ball, 0-1 versus 1-0. Bill Bilicek versus Bellify Island, 0-1 versus 1-0. The San Rafael football team, 0-1 versus Bees Nuts, 1-0. And I believe the only matchup between 0-1 teams, the Darren Narwallers versus the Ohio State, two best friends doing battle between Zach and Ben. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to the Michelob Ultra matchup of the week. Uh, we want to thank Michelob Ultra. That's a beer that people drink if they want to exercise, but also drink beer. Mm-hmm. It won't get you buzzed. Exactly. It, it looks cool after you did like a long bike ride or something. Like, hey, look, I drink only beer. Yeah, only 90 calories. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of drinking, right? Is low calories. Like, it's definitely not exactly. Um, no. so, so that's going to be Bosco versus Anthony again. Only matchup of one and O teams, uh, as we talked about. Anthony had the most points in Week One. Really nice bounce back season for his squad. Uh, and then two of the three highest projected scores this week. So the Marvelous Llamas is projected one twenty one point four. And the Golden Bandits, 114.7. Should be a high-scoring affair. Should be two teams that are contending for playoff spots. And, uh, you know, that's our, our Michelob Ultra matchup of the week. Any thoughts on that matchup, Ben? I'm excited. I, you know, Anthony and I are not friends. Well, we're frenemies. But I'm excited. You know, his team is really good. His team is really good. 
Um, Basco's team is always really good. Um, it's just going to be a really fun matchup, and I'm excited to see what happens between two two good people. Yeah, absolutely. Redwood versus MC action too never hurts. Mm, and mm, yes, the, it's a great rivalry. The last segment that we're going to go through before we get the infamous William Sale on the call here, that'll be in roughly four minutes from now. Uh, that would be... Is that ben, when he's ready, by the way? He's going to be ready. We've got it all dialed, Ben. We're going to add it okay, to this cool. recording. Cool. We're just going to cool. keep that one. Hopefully no audio cool. issues from his end. He's probably, cool. you know, reading books about pot and Cornell, you know, the whole deal. Um but first, we're going to go with Ben's Betting Corner, presented by Baskin-Robbins. Uh, as a reminder, mm. Baskin-Robbins has 31 flavors, and they're all tremendous. Uh, what's Thank your you. go-to at Baskin-Robbins, Ben? That's a great question. Um, that's a really good question. Ooh, wow. They have a s'mores ice cream that I'm a big fan of. Okay. Um, you know, if I could sprinkle a little uh, chocolate sundae ice cream on there, too, you know. A little whipped okay. cream, get the whole thing on there. I think I'm good. I think I'm good on that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. as for the betting questions, I know last week, Ben, we talked about how you had downloaded six different sports books. Arizona, it's legal now. You're trying them out. Mm-hmm. Some have more barriers than others. Have you settled in on a, a go-to sports book yet? Uh, not one. I'm still kind of using four, I would say. Um, but if I had to choose one, I would probably have to go with my good friend, uh, either bet MGM or FanDuel, you know, those have always been good, but Caesar has also been great as well. Okay. And DraftKings and Barstool Sportsbook sounds like they fell off the map. Uh, they won't verify me. I don't know why not. I don't know what happens. Um, so, and also I only sign up for all of these guys cause they all have these free promos where you get right. like all this money when you sign up. So like the MGM had the best promo where you got $203 in bets. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like I'll take that. Right. That's pretty nice. And I mean, yeah. shit, you hit your, you hit your first pick, you know, from last week, both teams scoring in the Thursday night game. That was a huge promo. That was huge. That, that was, was, uh, I mean, you know, that, that was a tough bet to make. Uh, not easy. It took Uh, courage. It did. It did. It took a lot of balls. It was one of the biggest bets of my life, to be honest with you. And we're going to transition into your wins and losses from last week. Uh, And Mm. kind of in in between that, I know you spent 24 hours in Las Vegas. Talk to us. The betting, the vibe, the scene, wins, losses. Uh, Absolutely. Well, you know Vegas is a great city. Great city. Um, One of the best in, in the world. And I've traveled all over America, not the world, but I'm sure that it's yeah, one but of the you best know. in the world. I mean, America exactly. is the world. I'm cultured. Um, so we stayed at MGM. Uh, woke up at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning and forgot the game started at 9 a.m. there instead of 10 a.m. Uh, college games. So I ran downstairs and uh, got some bets in, and uh, we won some money. You know, uh, the vibe, bet on vibes Oregon? are good. No, I did. The early morning, I lost a couple bucks. I wasn't planning on spending a whole lot early morning. I was going to dump a lot more money on the Hawkeyes in the afternoon, who uh, won me some nice money. By the way, go Hawkeyes. You know, good Big Ten football team there. Um, But, you know, the vibes in this sports book are always great. Love sports books. Um, Met a great guy named Bobby who was coked up, um, drunk, had 30 free uh, drink tickets. 
um, and kept telling me that the UW Michigan under was a lock. And here we are. I bet told everyone in that group chat to bet it, and here we are. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So shout out to Bobby, the coked out guy who sat next to me in the MGM spoke book, and uh, he called Coke pizza. So mm. he always said, oh, "I'm gonna go do some pizza really quickly." I said, "That's great, man. Enjoy." Yep. Two of my favorite so, things right there. Great times. Uh, but actually, the biggest bet of the week. Money line was great. Um, the biggest bet of the week. One more time, think, Who uh, Eagles. Eagles money line. Uh, okay. I put some money on that. That was a pretty big win of mine this week. I actually had a pretty good weekend. But yeah. the, by far the biggest bet <laughs> win of the weekend was our boy Van Jefferson uh, on a risk-free bet on BetMGM, uh, which is great. You bet whatever you know, bet up to like $25 and get your money back if it doesn't win. I was like, okay, why not? Let's see what happens. I was like, yeah. well, let's just put it on someone who uh, is a long shot here and Van Jefferson at plus 3,300. I was like, why not? Let's see what happens. And uh, watching the start sure of that enough. game, I was like, I was like, okay, the Bears are definitely going to score here, right? No doubt. They're inside the five. <laughs> of course, a pick happens. Exactly. I'm like, okay. The Bears got well, that Yeah, I mean. I mean, they were, like, within the five, weren't they? They were about to score, I feel like. And I was like, okay, the Bears are going to score here. Like, no doubt. Like, ben, you got to gonna... understand, on Sunday nights, by the time the Sunday night football game starts, I'm – I understand. I'm no, I understand. I was really paying attention to this one because I had money on it. Um, <clears throat> I was like, okay, David Montgomery's right. going to score. Someone's <laughs> going to score, whatever. Pick. I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And then Jefferson and like, falls what? down. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh, he got touched. He got touched. I was like, he got touched. There's no way he got touched. There's absolutely no way. And then I watched the replay. I was like, holy fucking shit. This motherfucker didn't get touched. And here we are. I, uh, yeah, won $850 off the $25. And, uh, yeah, that was a nice little bet. Nice little win there. Hell, yeah. And what app was that on? That was on BetMGM. That was on BetMGM. Yeah, they have some... You know, here's another thing. All these guys have great like boosts and promos and all that stuff. And like yesterday or like today, like or no, yesterday it was the Dodgers to beat the Diamondbacks at plus one hundred on Caesars, and I'm like, okay, come on now. The Dodgers, uh, Diamondbacks have been killing me. William, can you hear us? William, it's hard to say. He was speaking a little bit earlier. I heard that. I- go through the prime time pick them with them we'll have a guest picker each time i kind of like that no i like that i like that as well we'll troubleshoot a little bit um what i was going to say is every time i've picked against the diamondbacks usually it's not betting wise it's just on streak for the cash um Mm -hmm. i lose every time which is crazy because they're like four and like 95 but like yeah literally every time i pick against them they're one of the worst yeah well they they did actually win two out of three against the mariners so you know I can't hear yeah. you. William, nothing at all. All right, we're going to uh we're going to do Ben. We're going to pause this one. We're going to transition to a new recording, get William's audio figured out. We'll do the primetime pick him in the interview. Sounds great. See you guys in a couple minutes. Bang bang. All right. Boys, the audio issues have been fixed. William, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Hell yes. yeah, we can. How are we, do- How are we doing tonight, William? Oh, we're doing great. Um, you know, a little, uh, little late over here, but yeah, I'm not tired at all. 
Yeah, I'm freaking ready to roll. William, we're hemp science. Yeah, William, where are you exactly? Uh, I mean, not not exactly, but you know, city wise. I'm in, yeah, Ithaca, New York. Uh, Okay. Yeah, upstate New York. My first time, first time kind of here. I've been here for a couple weeks now. I'm doing a, uh, a one year grad program at Cornell in hemp science. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so it's super interesting. A lot of new right now, which is good. Um, and yeah, I'm having a great time so far. That's right. awesome. And what Cornell. what's the weather like there at this time of the year? It's it, it's kind of it's really been off and on. Um, apparently, it's been a super wet summer, um, but you know, generally it's warm, super humid. Uh, which I'm not used to at all and I don't like, Um, but it's humid and then it'll be, you know, it'll be sunny for a couple of days and it'll rain for a couple of days and it kind of just does that. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's warm. Like today it was raining, but I was in a t-shirt and shorts. So, yeah. Are you ready for snow? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think it'll be the snow that'll bother me. I think it's really just going to be like the darkness. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I guess everyone has to deal with it. So I lived in the darkness for like a long time up until I moved to Arizona, living in Seattle. So I mean, we yeah, live in the dar- we live in the darkness for half the year there. So you you'll, know, you'll get used yeah. to it. You'll get used to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I did my undergrad at Oregon. And then mm. I lived in so Ireland you, for a you get year or you so get that kind of grayish it. that grayish exactly. darkish weather for yep. like seven months. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, Andrew, do you and William do you guys want to talk some football though? I would love to. Hell, we're gonna uh, we we came up with this on the fly. We're gonna do a little bit of primetime pick 'em. So what we're gonna do each week is we're gonna pick oh. the three primetime games: Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night with spreads. Uh, ben and I already submitted our picks into the little Google Doc here, but we'll, what we'll do is we're going to start keeping track of our records. Ben and I kind of unofficially picked the Thursday night game last week, uh, but we'll keep track of my record, Ben's record, and then the guest picker's record, so whoever we have on for the interview. Uh, we're going to start, boys, with tomorrow night's contest, one of the worst Thursday night football games you could possibly think of, the <laughs> New York Giants at the Washington football team. Washington is favored by three and a half. The line was three earlier, but I adjusted that. I took Washington minus three and a half. I think the Giants are one of the worst teams in the league. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to figure it out, quite frankly. Ben, I know three, you had Washington minus three. Are you sticking with them at minus three and a half? Yeah, I think I have to, um, even with Fitzy out. Uh, I think Washington's defense and just offensively, they're just too good for New York. So three and a half is not too big. I got to take Washington. William, who do you like? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. The Fitzpatrick injury is making me pause for a second. Interesting. Um, I don't know. It's just the Giants do have a really tough defense. Um, sure. They don't really have like any standout pass rushers or, or, or anything, but like from front to back, they play hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't know if like Heineke can like has the arm to like kind of pick him apart when he needs to. Um, how, how many games did he start last year? Like a decent amount, right? I thought he only started the game a against at the end. Tampa in the playoffs. He might have started or played in the game before that. I'm not totally sure. 
Um, but he did play well in that game against Tampa. But I think I just like when I think of the Washington defensive line against the Giants offensive line, I just see blood in the water. Uh, so I'm going to go with Washington also. All right. So we've got all three of us on Washington football team minus three and a half. Um, sandwich in between, quite frankly, two, uh, two lousy primetime games, if you will, is the Sunday night football game. Uh, and that's not a lousy one. That is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, at the Baltimore Ravens. It's hard to think of a more fun matchup to watch, quite frankly. Uh, the Ravens are getting three and a half points at home. So the Chiefs are favored by three and a half. This is a tough one. I still am going to go Kansas City three and a half because I hate the idea of betting against Kansas City. Banged up with injuries, hard fought battle on a short week with the Monday night game. I still think this could very much be a John Harbaugh coaches his ass off and they win a must win game at home against the Chiefs, but I'm still going to go with the Chiefs three and a half. Go ahead, Ben. I mean, so being at home usually gives you a three point swing, anyways. So the fact that Baltimore are three point three and a half point underdogs at home um, does give me a little scare for them. And last you know last week watching them against the Raiders, who I do think have a pretty good offensive line or pretty good defensive line, um, the Ravens' offensive line looked lost. And even though Lamar Jackson, you know, he can move, he can you know dodge people, he's quick and stuff like that. I don't know if he can survive um, against pretty good Kansas City defensive line. Um, especially against a team that also scored a lot of points too. Um, so I am going to take Kansas City uh, by three and a half here. Yeah, I got the I got the Chiefs also. All right, we'll pencil in three and a half. Yeah, I mean they're one of those teams where it just <clears throat> it feels bad betting against them. Like if if we you know, actually be wagering on this game, which is like. It's really hard to convince yourself. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like even, even last week with the uh, the Browns versus who ended up covering against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But it just would have been really hard to be like, yeah, I trust. Because every time you watch the Chiefs, you think that they should win by like 20 just because their offense yeah. is that good. But And Baltimore's offensive line is going to be better this, later on in the season. It's just going to take a little time. It's a new offensive line just molding together. So give them yeah. some time. But I think this week, you know, Casey's defensive line takes a little advantage of that. And, um, and and Tyron Matthews back this week. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah. All right, so we're chalk all the way through so far. Washington minus three and a half. Kansas City minus three and a half. Uh, the the Monday night game, Detroit at Green Bay. Like I said, not the, not the greatest Thursday and Monday night games in the world. Um, and that line is eleven. Green Bay is at home. They are favored by eleven over Detroit. Uh, this one we do have a little bit of different picks. I am going to go with Detroit plus 11. Don't get me wrong. Don't feel good about it. Don't feel good about betting against Green Bay at home, especially after, got, after they got their ass kicked by New Orleans. But in theory, if there are you know things going wrong with, uh, with Green Bay, then I'll take a shit ton of points in plus 11. Detroit you know, at least seems like they're going to score some, uh, you know, put up a good fight, albeit in a you know, kind of a track meet near the end of the game against the Niners. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to go with Detroit plus 11. I, uh, yeah, these are all three of these games are probably games that I wouldn't actually lay any actual money on. Um, unless I, you know, of course, unless I had a good promo to bet on. Um, oh, of, course. of course. Uh, but I think I will take Green Bay by 11. You know, they, they looked like absolute horse shit last weekend. Um, and I know that Detroit, you know, came back a little bit and made a little game against the Niners. 
Um, but I think, you know, back at Green Bay, uh, Packers are pissed. Detroit's come off kind of a high coming back from that uh, Niners game. I think – and I don't think Detroit's any good, really. I really don't. Um, I think they're going to be tough. I think they're going to be tough, but I just don't think they're that good. I think Green Bay is really good, and I think Green Bay just kind of routes them here, to be honest with you. All right. Um, 11 points. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> but um, – I don't know. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to come out and obviously prove a point like what we've been saying. That's And that's, yeah, yeah, that was what I was thinking too, was this going to be one pissed off team against a team that's kind of coming off an emotional high against the Niners trying to fight back there um, at Lambeau. I just, yeah. Now, I, I, it, should, I, it should be I, noted I just, though, William, William yeah. before you came on the show here, Ben did accuse Aaron Rodgers of tanking this season for the Packers <laughs> and being diabolical. So he's, he's made a full ship. Uh, well, I, I, I checked his, uh, his over under for pass yards this week and it was at 300. Mm. Um, and I think he's like, I would hammer the over on that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, it's usual over on pass. Is it usually that high? I I don't to be honest I don't know what it you know what like I think it's it's number you know, it's always like it's like two eighty five to three hundred somewhere always around there and it yeah. moves around but uh, I don't yeah. know three hundred seems low I mean for this for this circumstance oh yeah I, absolutely like you said William I do think they come off come out real pissed off I think Rogers comes out especially pissed yeah. off and throws that chucks that thing around Rod- Rogers yeah he's he's gonna have a great game. The Devontae yeah, yeah, have a great game. Yeah, Jair Alexander's in like two picks, like you know. If nothing else, he's gonna go out and have a great game just so he can be a douche in the press conference and you know yeah. tell the media to relax. But, I mean, the whole, you know, okay, he's have a great post game. So here's right. the thing: I said that he's gonna, you know, he's diabolical. He's trying to throw this season for the Packers, and I understand that I'm now picking the Packers. But let me just say. I think that he wins this game, he goes off, but the next game he throws the game and he does it back and forth. He goes, you know, one game, you know, he goes off, the next game he throws it. So I think that's just what's gonna happen, by the way. Yeah, he's gotta make sure no one catches on to it. He's that he's that good though, you know, that he can do that. Right. Right. He can put the ball wherever he wants. All right. Well, exactly. Yeah. We're going to transition into the interview portion of the show. Uh, again, thanks for being here. Uh, I did send the questions over to William beforehand so we could at least get a little bit of uh, familiarity it. with them. They're not all on the spot. And we're going to start with last week, William. Your team put up the third most points, uh, albeit in a loss. We talked a little bit about the uh, the situation of having Debo on the bench, Elijah Moore in the starting lineup. But outside oh. of that, William, in general, how do you feel about the team heading into Season 5 of Dynasty Kings? Um. In general, I do – I feel good. I feel better than I have the last two seasons especially. Um, I don't know. I think before the season started, uh, with the exception of Alvin and Godwin and Chubb, um, I feel like the majority of my team uh, are players that – um, ha- haven't necessarily proved it yet, but mm-hmm. a lot of people were um, talking about them potentially having breakout years. Um, and so, like, I kind of had a lot of these boomer bust guys 
um, that surrounded my core proven players. And I think after week one, um, I do feel good. Like a lot of these guys will have good years. Like I feel a lot better about Jalen Hurts than I did at the end of last season. Even even though I believed in Jalen Hurts and I do think he's a starting quarterback and I think he's fucking sick. And Mm -hmm. I think people like want to play for him and with him, uh, which is all I really care about. Um, And then Debo, I Debo had a great rookie year. I think he's the most unique offensive player in the entire game. Um, And last year was brutal just because of the injuries. Um, But when he's healthy, he's freaking dynamic. Yeah. Uh, And then Daryl Henderson and Tyson Williams, I just got, you know, I don't know if fortunate is the right word, but I just had them when there were uh, injuries and, I'm able to plug those guys into my starting unit. Um, you out, you outbid me for Tyson, so good job. Yeah, there, you know, yeah, that was good. Um, how yeah, much I did you bid for him? I I bid ten dollars. I get and I think I five. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. You guys are gonna have to teach me where I can see where the other bids are shown. Yeah, I only knew that because Ben said it in last week's pod. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Yeah, maybe there know. isn't a way in ESPN. There might but, be. Uh, Let's see. We'll, we'll figure you that out. You guys keep talking. You guys keep talking. Let me see what I can look here. It was nice yeah. to see Debo stretch the field a little bit this week because a lot of times he's kind of more of the underneath or exactly you know, end around things like that. And he really, I mean, nine for one eighty nine. That's a nice yeah. yards per catch. You know, and it's all Drew. Do you know what what it is? It's hubris, which is fucking maddening. But um, <laughs> remember, I think I think it was the first game of the very first season of this league. We were at the loft and we were playing Catan and we, it was also Chiefs (laughs) Patriots and um, it was Kareem Hunt's rookie year and I started him. And then I, I forget who the Patriots running back was at the time, but I also started him as well. And both those guys just had crazy games and it was the best feeling ever (laughs) when this rookie Kareem Hunt came out of nowhere and put up 20 plus points. And so I'm like chasing that feeling. And as much as I loved Debo, I was like, you know, what, Elijah could go off. Um, Zach looked super good in the second preseason game. And um, Crowder was out. Crowder was out. Keelan Cole was out. So, and you know what the the, the worst part is I, I did it in my other league I I and if I played Jerry Judy instead of Elijah Moore I would have won so um, yeah it's tough it's it's a tough way to start but whatever what are you gonna do but we're feeling good about one, the squad yeah in week one that's where you kind of start you know you start figuring things out after that a little bit more right? yeah it's been so I, long since we've seen these guys play yeah exactly. Um, I did find, by the way, where you can find uh, where other like all the offers for the week. Um, just an FYI, uh, if you go to League Home and then you yep. see recent activity, I am on my desktop. I will say this. Yep, I got that too. Um, okay, so if you're on your desktop version and you go to League uh, Home, the offers and report uh, to the right. Offers. Yep, exactly. And then you'll see on an individual transaction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. Skaggs Island was unsuccessful in getting Dalton Schultz this week at zero dollars. That's a tough one. So. Was that the only other one that bid? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, oh. Well, yeah, you were other than Anthony. 
Um, and now, William, you oh, did beat out Zach for Nojoku this weekend by three dollars. Oh, so wow, that, that's, that's that's big. That that feels even better now. Love that Zach taking L's and yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fun, kind of playing around with the budget stuff and figuring out what to do there. Um, I do want to transition to the second question, William, and I'm going to skip one purely because you mentioned Kareem Hunt. Uh, in the OG draft in 2017, you took Kareem Hunt as a rookie. Obviously, we talked about that great game he had in his first game. Uh, Alvin Kamara as a rookie out of Tennessee in the ninth round on the Saints, and then Chris Godwin uh, in the 19th round. Obviously, there was a ton of rounds in this initial rookie draft. I guess I would just and, – and the latter two players are still key cogs, Godwin and, uh, and Kamara for you. I guess just, you know – how well did you know these guys coming into that draft? Uh, I mean, I know Kareem Hunt went to the Chiefs, so that was an appealing offense. Kamara, we would have all heard of from Tennessee, but certainly was a rando. What was the uh, the secret behind that original draft? Um, that draft, I, I was, I felt super good about like knowing the players going in, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I was just always looking at. Like, I like to look at r- reports from, like, what the players say and what the coaches say, not necessarily, like, like what the beat writers say. Right. Um, and they were all talking up K- Kamara. That's when they had Adrian Peterson on, on the team, and they're like, no, like, Kamara's a guy to watch. Um, Kareem Hunt, too, um, was obviously, you, you know, they were, they were t- talking him up. Because um, that's a high that's, draft pick. When all the players are available, second round, that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I took I took Kareem Hunt in the second round with the 16th pick, um, yeah, which crazy. I didn't really realize that until looking at it right now. That's way too high. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I took Isaiah Crowell with the 40th pick. That's hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> There's so many good ones like that, yeah. It's so good. But that, but that's part of why I took – why I took Elijah Moore is because like everyone on the team and all the coaches yeah. were like, this guy's the real deal. He acts like a seven year yeah. vet. Um, and I don't know, like I'd be lying to you if I wasn't like kind of thinking that I should have took probably Jalen Waddle, but I just felt comfortable Do like you- in the long term with Zach Wilson and Robert Sala there. William, do you do you watch like college football? Do you watch like the draft stuff, or do you just kind of like read these reports during camp? Like, how does your process really work for you? I love the draft. The draft, gotcha. My fucking Christmas. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really watch college football to be honest. Um, yeah. I watch prospects. Yeah. So, I get you. Yeah, I mean, and like another thing is like, okay, well, I watch football all day Sunday. I. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it tough. I can't. I can't. Yeah, always it does. It's c- tough. Commit to Saturday and Sunday. I, yeah. um, no, I get you. But I, I also just think you know the product's better at the pro level just because they're pros. Um, sure. But and the way it's uh, formatted with how everything works on a Sunday, like they literally have yeah, perfection. It's there. fucking perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think the NFL has definitely become king, especially now that you get the same four fucking teams in college football playoffs every fucking year since two thousand yeah. fucking yeah, ten. You know, so really hard. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I I love college football. Don't get me wrong; it's still one of my favorite sports. But the NFL will be king as long as that keeps happening. So yeah. 
And uh, William, you mentioned Elijah Moore. Let's go back to this last offseason draft. Uh, in the last episode, we discussed a little bit what took place. You originally had the third pick, ended up moving down, picked up the fifth pick and a, a team pick. I forget exactly what it was. Uh, but just talk to us what went down, who you had in mind, if a trade was in place. A lot, uh, you talked a little bit about Moore, but what went down on that Saturday, William? Yeah, so I wanted I, I had the third pick I wanted one of Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase um okay and you know this was you know with the thought it's like okay I'll definitely get w- one of those because one of Dan or Trav is going to pick N- Najee and I felt even better about that after Akers got hurt because I was like oh yeah Trav's definitely going to draft another fucking running back but he didn't um (laughs) and uh yeah and so there was there was a lot of talk like the months leading up to the draft where uh if if one of my guys isn't there then i would be willing to trade back um and you're actively talking with dan about it right right and uh we, we we even had some 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 three-way discussions going on between me, Dan, and Trav. Um, That's hot. But, yeah, yeah, it is, it's a hot three-way. But uh, so so we couldn't get – so I just I, – I, I traded back to five. Um, I picked up 13 as well, and I wasn't – I didn't feel good about my quarterback situation, and I knew I could get a quarterback there. Um yeah. But now, now I feel better with Jalen and Justin, and then you know Jordan Love, who, who knows? I'm just, and then uh, yeah, Tua, who knows with him? Yeah, that's why that's why this league is the fucking best though, because like, in what other like this like I don't know in what other fantasy league have you guys ever been like trading picks like this and like making like strategies and stuff like? Yeah, that? I mean, it's just the best. This no, is the no. best league. I mean, it's just awesome. And I what are the <laughs> What are the, I love, the weekly podcast? You know? exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing you. And I love hearing you break that down, William. I love that. having other guys hear that shit because it's just awesome. So that's all. Awesome. I'm talking about how it's been, yeah, months leading up to the draft was in talks. Like, as, as I know a lot of people were. And then, yeah. I, I mean, it really is incredible how it feels. And it's going to be great when we do our first in person draft. But that oh my god draft. i can't wait i mean sudden, yeah you're and, just like texting like crazy like what's yeah. available you're on the clock okay let me move back and, move in. you know skags and i pride ourselves on being the chris mortons and mortonson and adam schefter of this league so <laughs> you know this is this is a good this is good news to get and good solid news to get appreciate it William. <laughs> what well, all i would ask is did you ever consider taking Najee harris is there a reason that you don't prefer him to the other two guys see there's offensive line uh it 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 was a bit of the offensive line. It was a bit of the uncertainty at the quarterback position going forward. But like this is this is going to sound ridiculous, but I do not like Najee's gait. The way he runs, it does not look like it's sustainable. It's like super straining and herpy jerky. No, it's just. Um, I don't think he's like really aligned uh, very symmetrically. And it's this weird, it's this weird kind of gate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, he's, he's a big dude, obviously, but he doesn't have that like elite explosiveness that I would like. Um, 
But now, now William, he, for, for those of us that went to University of Arizona, can you please describe what <laughs> gate means in this context? Uh, a gate. Think of think of like a horse when like a horse like really like opens up and like starts freaking sh- sprinting. It's super smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like beautiful. Um, yeah. Naji, he just kind of looks like a plotter. Um, yeah. And I just yeah. don't know with all the mileage like, he, he he already has on him, and then all the you're not the only one that I've heard take. say that though. You're yeah, not the only one I've heard say that. It's just I don't I don't really like it's like it's like when you see Dalvin Cook run, it's he's 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 like a sports car and he just yeah. accelerates. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. But like that's not the case with Naji. He plods, um, yeah. which kind of scared and he, me. And I week one. Me. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, he, oh, he, 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 he I mean, more you, points than Elijah did, did though. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, still, I mean, but I would say that Najee Harris had a lot more chances to do a lot more, and he did not do anything. I mean, he had two or three goal line carries, and he maybe got one yard on them. Yeah, I mean, so it was awful. Here's the the stat line was 16 carries <laughs> for 45 yards. That's 2.8 yards per carry. Yeah. One catch for four yards. That's four and a half fantasy points yeah. against the Bills uh, yeah. defense, who is solid. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, it was in true. Buffalo matchup, but yeah, not the. And I also remember know. that was that was in a win too, by the way. So right, right. So. All right, we're gonna move on, William. One last uh, question that has to do with football side of things, and we're gonna have some fun with the final couple questions. Uh, rumor has it that you've made a power ranking of some of your worst trades in this league. Uh, so let's oh uh, plan. <laughs> yeah, there are some doozies. I probably could have done one with worst draft picks also. because I think we all has, have those, though. I mean, it's yeah, There's so many. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I mean the OG draft, I took Rob Kelly and Paul Perkins back-to-back rounds. In like four <laughs> and five. Oh, my God. That's bad. Sheesh. Um. All right, so I'm going to start with four, uh, and that is Cortland Sutton. Um, I drafted Cortland Sutton, and then I traded him to Anthony, I believe, after his rookie year. And, mm-hmm. you know, Cortland Sutton's, a, you know, he's a talented dude. He's an outside mm-hmm. receiver. I believe he has 1,000-yard uh, receiving year. Uh, but yeah. he missed pretty much all of l- last year. So, like, he, he, mm-hmm. he hasn't done that much, but I think he's talented and, you know, he's only going to get b- better. But I traded him for um, the 10th pick, the 19th pick, and the 30th pick in 2019. So, for the 2019 draft. And with those picks, with the 10th <laughs> pick, I took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. <laughs> which is... <laughs> Brutal. With the 19th <laughs> pick, I actually took Alexander Madison, but I ended up trading him to you, Drew, for yeah. some other handcuff. like third round freaking picks <laughs> that didn't turn it into anything. And then with the 30th yeah. pick, I took Preston Williams. So I traded Cortland Sutton for JJ Arcega Whiteside and Preston Williams, which is yeah. terrible. Um, so that was number four, the, the fourth the, worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it gets a lot better here. Um, <laughs> with the third one, I traded Cooper Cup to Bosco. So I traded Cooper Cup in a third round pick for Mike Williams and the pick that eventually turned into Henry Ruggs. 
So I traded Cooper Cup, who's going to be, you know, who was the leading uh, fantasy receiver um, the year before he got hurt. I traded him for Mike Williams and Henry Ruggs, which is not good. Um, <laughs> and I did that, frankly, because he was white. Um, and I care way <laughs> too much about how my team looks when I look at them on, on the yeah. app. And it's definitely been hurting me. You care by far the most out of anyone. In the oh, my I God. It. I care so much. <laughs> Just like, like, just because my biggest fear is to be like Zach and have a sick team, but then your quarterback being Kirk Cousins, it just, it's like, I have fucking principles. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and that's to my detriment. Um, All right. This is where it starts to get real, real juicy. Um, Kareem Hunt. I traded Kareem Hunt after he kicked a female in a hotel lobby. Yeah, we all Um, remember that. And I just didn't want to be caught holding the shit, but. You've you got know, principles. Hindsight's, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm and I'm holding the shit. Um, so I traded Kareem Hunt, Kenny Stills, in the seventeenth pick in the twenty nineteen draft. That pick eventually was traded to Bosco, and Bosco took AJ Brown with that pick. Ooh. So Kareem Hunt, Kenny Stills, and for all intents and purposes, AJ Brown for Royce Freeman. <laughs> The fifth pick in the 2019 draft, which turns into Darwin Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) And then the 13th pick in the 2019 draft, which turned into Tony Pollard, who's a serviceable back. But I eventually traded Tony Pollard for the 22nd pick in in 2020, which was Tua. So I traded Kareem Hunt, Kenny Stills, A.J. Brown for Royce Freeman, Darwin Thompson, and Tua. (laughs) This is incredible. Stuff. This dive is funny and interesting stuff. Yeah, this is great. We're okay, gonna have to make this then... a recurring question for people for sure. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And then, and then number one, this one, this one's a little lengthy, so bear, so bear with me here. Uh, Ty- Tyree Kill, which is just ridiculous. I traded Tyree Kill to Bosco. This, this was after his, after he yeah, broke his kid's you... arm. Um, exactly, but it was principles. Principles. Oh, I again. I just didn't want to be caught with a dude that was going to be kicked out of league, and and, and so it's like I'm I tried to get right. some like value for him. <laughs> you um, mean like Ben with the Sean Watson? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precisely. He's innocent. He's um, innocent. Okay. Oh well, until proven guilty. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is America. So, okay. So I traded Tyreek. Um. The 24th pick, the 32nd pick, in that, uh, and a 2022nd pick. So I think it was a, the 24th and the 32nd pick were in 2019, and then a 2022nd round pick for, this is fucking hilarious, for Dante Pettis. <laughs> the third pick in the 2019 draft, which turned into David Montgomery. Okay. The 11th pick in that draft, which turned into Debo Samuel. And then the 43rd pick in that draft, which turned into Keyshawn Johnson. So step one, step one of this, Tyreek, Miles Boykin, Jacoby Myers, a 2020 second round pick. And I received Dante Pettis, David Montgomery, Debo Samuel, Keyshawn Johnson. Not terrible, not terrible on the surface. But when we dig into it a little bit more, I eventually (laughs) traded David Montgomery to Ben for Nick Chubb and a second round pick. And I, and Ben got David Montgomery and then two first round picks, which is 
terrible in hindsight, and that could have been on this list in, in, in its own right. So when you break it all down, the final transaction, Tyreek, Miles Boykin, sorry, Tyreek, David <laughs> Montgomery, two first-round picks, a second-round pick, Miles Boykin, Jacoby Myers for Dante Pettis, Nick Chubb, Debo Samuel, Keyshawn Johnson, second-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hey, bad. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson was just cut, by the way. He's not on an NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I cut him years ago. <laughs> but, but you so. ultimately traded Nick Chubb, correct? No, I still have Nick Chubb on my team. I traded David Montgomery for Nick Chubb. <laughs> and then I traded David Montgomery for – That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was – that was incredible. And to go back into the picks and what they became was, was awesome. Yeah. There's so many of those. I love, I love hearing Royce Freeman's name. I remember oh my uh, the very first off season rookie draft. I had the second pick desperately needed a running back. There was a handful of them there. Um, I, the number one pick was, but it was obvious. Maybe uh, Saquon. Saquon was the obvious. Or maybe I had the third. In the, in the 18th. In, in one of the, in one of the off, in one of the off-season drafts, yeah, I guess I do have it here. But anyway, yeah, I took Royce yeah, it was like Saquon, the and then, <laughs> oh, oh man, hilarious! And it was just and literally because he seemed like it was the clearest path to playing time, right? So you have Saquon one, Freeman two, Nick Chubb three, Darius Geis four. So it's just a minefield out there. Sonny Michelle looked good for a second, <laughs> gone. Carry on Johnson, nothing. Rashad Penny, nothing. Calvin Ridley uh, at nine. Yeah, really solid. DJ Moore at 11. You got Sutton yeah. and Gallup at the turn after winning the shift. Right. You were fucking set from there. Gallup, I, I, I tried to find um, what I, I – I also traded away Gallup, and I, I, I couldn't find who I traded him away to and what it was for, but he's an honorable man. Yeah, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of gap in the trade history, unfortunately, literally yeah. purely off of like trying to scroll back through the text because I tried to take screenshots for a while. But um, – Eventually, like if you just scroll far enough through a text, it just resets and goes back to the current yeah. day. Like it just won't let you keep scrolling. Basically, uh, they're the they're the lost trades of the DKFL. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I actually had to go back into <clears throat> my conversation with uh with Bosco to find the Tyreek trade. Yeah. Um, Damn. Because because it wasn't on the sheet. Yeah. Well, if you still got easy access, uh, feel free to send over a screenshot or something. But. Um, we can add it to the uh, sheet. All right, we're going to transition a little Love bit. That. We'll make it quick. I think this podcast will be well over an hour, but it's absolute fire. Um, we're going to switch a little bit to some fun, William. If you were coaching a pickup basketball team and had to choose a starting five uh, amongst Dynasty Kings league members, who's on your squad? What position are they playing? You're the head coach in this exercise. Let's hear it. Okay, I'm the head coach. So it's tough because I, I only I mean, know – You can be a – well, I've only met half the league, so I don't yeah. know the other halves. Yeah, like he's never their, actually seen what my, their like, bodies my posts, look like. My post skills, Andrew. Yeah, and my wap, me three, well, me wapping. If, if you have any, that is true, Ben. If you have any questions, <laughs> you answer them on a particular. Okay. If you have like in someone in mind that you haven't met that you think might be a baller, got it. <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, well, well. I know that you're a baller, so I'm going to start with you at the five. You're like a, you know, you're like a Jokic type. You can operate from the elbow and 
people can run off screens and cut and you can find them or freaking shoot the jumper in someone's eye. So you're at the five. I'll probably have to put big Trav at the four just because we might need a little bit yeah. of muscle. Um, and he, Does and he, he still flies around. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Is he off the Ooh. chicken diet? I haven't heard. Um, <laughs> he has been for a minute, but he's still low. Okay. Great defender uh, too. Like, cause he's right, still perfect. like an athlete, you know? Yeah. Perfect. Um, is he one of those guys who can't really shoot or play offense, but he just plays really, really well? He's he's gotten a lot better. I mean, he's not a okay. natural basketball player. Now, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the, football, the football it, guy it, who plays basketball. Correct. It looks a little bit like that. He's improved his ball handling. He can shoot a little bit for sure. He can yeah, get and the I ball. get you. Uh, it's just not super polished. But that's what happens when you don't grow yeah. up. Yeah. He's um, a linebacker. Right, so at the four. Yep. Yeah. And then – I, I don't know. Like I've been struggling with the, with the, with the one, two, and three spots. I mean, I want to put like, it, it, can Zach operate the one? Can he kind of, you know, get he's people got, into the right spots and do all he's that? Got the uh, yeah, you'd think. I I you think it, right like, a, a limited number of times. So Zach yeah, Zach is the point guard. Zach's the point guard of the group. Like among your friends, he's the point. I, don't know. Uh, I feel like Zach's would, more of an individual. <laughs> I mean, he can be a leader when he needs to be, but I wouldn't say he's, he's pointing people in the directions and keeping everything aligned per se. But um, yeah, no, good guy though. What about what? What about Rob? Is is uh, Rob? Okay, so I was I was gonna give you a little hot tip there. Rob should yeah. be your two. He should be your okay. two, no matter what. Perfect. He's your all right. Yeah, he's he's a shooter. He's a shooter. Um, and he's wet. He is wet from the three. <clears throat> okay. So, Rob, which means Skies, there's a certain Skies selection you have that. to make at, at three now because there's one other guy who's a certified ball in this league. Okay. Certified ball. And, and, you, and you know him, William. He's not an Arizona kid. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, definitely, it's definitely not Snides. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Snides, hey, Snides can play too. Another guy that can D up. Obviously, played soccer for most of his life, but. He's improved tremendously at basketball. Is it Bosco? That would be correct. Cash Bosco? Yeah. Okay. Cash Bosco. I think the three is a good spot for him. I forget. Rob might be a little bit. It doesn't really matter. But um, two shooters. Bosco was a historic scorer in in, in the middle school ranks, early high school ranks. Mm. Overall became a solid player. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's our starting five. You got Zach at the point, Air Blair at the two, Bosco at the three, Travis at the four, me at the five, William yeah. at the coach. Rest oh of the boys God. on the bench, you know, providing good minutes. I mean, it really, truly. Anthony, no... Anthony can be your water boy. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like Anthony's probably got some game. I can't, but he's athletic and got good size. I mean, every. Everyone in this league honestly can play a little bit. William, I know you can play. Dan's got some game. Joe's a great glue guy. Like I said, Nick's oh, got a lot better. Scott, I have not played a lot of basketball with, but I know he can <clears> fucking <throat> wet it. And Ben, most of our memories is, you know, you throwing up during intramurals, but I know that we can <laughs> pound it into the post and, and get you some buckets. We should I'll play get you some uh, boards too. <clears throat> we should play pickup uh, at the live draft. Absolutely. We're going to do it all at the live draft. All right. 
question the next question. Uh, William, if you could have dinner slash drinks with two players who are currently rostered in Dynasty Kings. So this would obviously be a skill position player, not an absolute nobody. Who's the two dudes that you're inviting to dinner slash drinks and why? Um, okay, I am I'm picking these two. Well, the first guy especially, just because I think he's he's a little fucking weird, uh, which would make it entertaining. <laughs> But but Robbie Anderson would be would be the first guy. Sir <laughs> uh, Burr. Yeah, I mean, didn't he didn't he get didn't he get arrested because he was like, wasn't he on something? And he didn't know where he, he was and he wasn't wearing clothes he might, or something. Or he yeah, on. yeah, yeah. He just seems like a weird his dude. hair his hair yeah. is awesome. Yes. Well, yeah, it's something. Um. So definitely Robbie Anderson, and then honestly, probably just like I have a, I have a special bond with this guy, but Alvin uh, Kamara, just because he's like another unique dude yeah. that walks a little bit to the beat of his own drum, um, and uh, those two guys would probably it, it I I don't know if it'd be necessarily very fun or anything, but it would be fucking interesting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, quick, uh, quick research on the Robbie Anderson situation. This might have been a different arrest, um, but he was arrested and put in the back of a police car where he made sexual threats to the officer's wife. Uh, in quotes, while in the back of my patrol vehicle, Robert stated that when he got out, he was going to find my wife, fuck her, and nut in her high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the kind of energy that uh, I want to freaking go get a beer with. Boy. Absolutely. So we got Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Anderson and Alvin Kamara and William. And where are you guys going for this dinner, William? Uh, we're going to Matucci's. Matucci's. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get oh, weird. Oh, you guys sitting in the back, right in the middle. Can you fill me, can you fill me in on Matucci's? That's the uh, local watering hole in San Anselmo, California, where William and I grew up along with some others. Uh, do they, what would you, what, what can you even get food wise there, William? Like a hot dog? I, I don't think you can get food. All right. Just, <laughs> just drink, just drinks and blunts. And yeah. Some chips. Just like stale beer and spliffs up at the top. Fuck yeah. All right. We're going to transition. We're almost done boys. Uh, kill, fuck, marry. Yep. And since you don't, since you don't know either of these three guys very well, William, we're going to go with uh, Nick Snyder. Joe Bellify, Rob Blair, kill, fuck, marry. No wrong answers. Go ahead. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> so, so who who grosses the most per year right that's now? Because that's that's, who... that's what he asked me via text. Who makes the most? Money? <laughs> because that's um, what I'm marry. Probably Rob, right? I guess Rob only because he's been <laughs> in this position. Call it. <sighs> accounting and shit seems, but I think all three boys do well financially. Yeah, they all do. Years, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Nick, Nick does medical sales. That's been more of a recent development, which is always good money. Joe does sales. I never know, you know, what that always means. But all right, so you're marrying Rob. Yeah, marrying Rob. Rob's definitely my sugar daddy. Um, and then Joe, Joe. I've been trying to trade Jordan Love to Joe for so long now, <laughs> and you'd think like any halfway. <laughs> Packers fan would want the heir apparent, but he's not budging. So I probably have to fucking kill him. That's um, a great call. It's a great call. And, and then, it's a great uh, call. sorry, Joe. And then, yeah, I, I'd, I'd fuck this shit last night. 
It's a great call, too. Nick is a sexual guy. It's a good call. Absolutely. Joe's even more sexual, but things might get a little weird between you two. Um, Uh, Well, he'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) We could talk him from there. Um, Yeah. And we're going to finish off the podcast here with everyone's favorite game. And I'm going to ask this question to Ben first, William. Know the answer. Um, And that segment is called Name That League Member. So first, I'm going to send it over to Ben. If Ben can't answer it, William, we'll call you in for backup. Uh, ben, this league member, senior year of high school, got the superlative for best pirate booty. And what that means is the best ass among high school seniors of the male variety at his high school that he attended. Which league member won best pirate booty? Uh, it's got to be Anthony, right? That's uh, that's going to be incorrect. Ben, oh. Do we have a secondary answer, William? <clears throat> um, I'm starting to think that this is a trick question. <laughs> One of the 12 league members, and it's not who we said last week, so I'll say that. Yeah. Which is Travis. Correct. So is it... Now, William, you have an advantage. You went to Drake, so you know this is someone who went to Drake because that's pirate booty would only be a Drake student. So that's why Anthony Anthony did not go to Drake. Thank you. Yes, correct. Um, I get that straight. I I mean, I should know this, but for some reason, I want to say Colin, even though he's not in the league anymore. Nope. Okay, He, he won something else. I think like Spirited or something stupid. Oh God, that is dumb. Um, <laughs> this is in the year. I don't have my yearbooks anymore. I think they're at home in storage. But yeah, definitely. there's Zach? a picture of them posing with their asses. It's. I mean, it's. It's got to be you, Drew. No, <laughs> it's not. Nope. It's not Zach. It's, it's Pilsner. Zach. Zach didn't go to Drake, despite what he might lead you to believe, and his obsession with the school. Um, he went to, he went to Redwood. It is. It is Daniel Pilsner. Oh my gosh. Best okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Senior males, best pirate booty. It was a real category. I'll admit, I forget who the uh, the girl that got voted. And like, you think about it nowadays. Like, obviously, that wasn't that long. That's ago. not like, great. They would, ne- they would never put that in a yearbook. Yeah, that's not great. Aaron Aaron Freeman. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Maybe maybe ML Dodge. Oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to rely on the boys. ML Dodge, oh, her butt was yeah. a whole famous thing. Yeah, whole make sure you send me send us yeah. that picture, please. Someone's got it. Someone in the group will have a yearbook close enough for them to take a picture. Um, but no, I no. I uh, William, thank you very much for coming on, man. This was awesome. Of course, yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was an honor. And uh, I look forward to these podcasts every week, and I'm not even kidding. I love awesome. that you two are, are doing this. <laughs> awesome. That's a good time. And thanks for staying up <laughs> right. late for us, William. I know it's yeah, oh, thank yeah. you, William. We held Truly you longer than we it. probably thought, but we went we went no. deep in that interview section. The content was good. so good, we kept going. So great job. <laughs> All right, boy. How beautiful. All right, hey, adios, guys. guys. See you. Enjoy the podcast, fellas.